everybody and welcome to the family mission podcast it is sam spellman here joined by mark spellman that's right the dream team happy you are here today (laughs) we are um we sure do enjoy these conversations um absolute blast Mm -hmm. you know just to to sit here and to share share our hearts and just talk about the lord talk about life some experiences talk about uh what God speaks to us, because we, mm-hmm. we believe it'll help you. We want to help Amen. you with it. It's all about just, you know, broadening, deepening, lengthening our, uh, I don't know, our perspective, our understanding. And it's all through conversation, you know. Yeah. A lot of these conversations we're inviting you into are just conversations that we have in our home. Yep. Um, we have around the Word, you know, whether it's after we've left church, after we've just had some morning time, you know, in the Word, and we're just kind of getting started in our day, we're... We're all kind of sharing what God's, you know, speaking to our hearts, what God's mm-hmm. dealing with us in. And, you know, it's just about doing life. And we want Absolutely to do life with you. Um, and that's what this podcast is about, family mission. Uh, life is a mission. Life's an adventure. Life's, life's a, a race. It's a race. It's a race. But I it's said, not a sprint. It's a fun segue because <laughs> I've recently got into a F1 racing. There you go. Have you ever, if any of you guys have ever seen like Formula One. Formula One. I'm, I'm sorry to all the diehard Americans out there, but it is way, it's way better than NASCAR. From what I've watched of the two, F1 is like super cool. I mean, some of the, the other technology they put into this and the way they do all the, the races. And, there's, and it's kind of cool how they go to different like nations mm-hmm. and they race, which to me, yeah. I think that's cool. NASCAR is just kind of like, you know. It's a circle. Yeah. Everywhere. It's, it's, a, not, it's a circle. I mean, they got the cars tuned for a circle pretty well, but when you get all the other stuff, it just it gets more entertaining. Wouldn't it be nice if life was just a little circle? Yeah, it'd be so nice. I mean, if what's your... And I'm again, we're not trying to slam NASCAR. I mean, don't read into that. I mean, if you do, fire some... You know, you know, some fun comments. Go watch back. some NASCAR. Enjoy but, it. Uh, boy, man, life it. has some hairpin turns. There's some fast true. moments, some slow moments, some heavy braking. You yeah, know, sometimes just, you're pulling a Jeep. You know, a big crash up front. Sometimes those drivers, they go when they go through, you know, that's just like they're turning and they're like, I mean, it's like a pilot sometimes mm-hmm. where they're like Literally. having to, they train to like, you know, do the G mm-hmm. resistance stuff. And some of it's on the track, some of it's in towns and cities, and it can get crazy. I mean, it's a, it's a, it's just kind of cool. But that's you know, life is a race. There's just life all kinds of things, and you know, the scripture says, "Look unto Jesus, look unto the Jesus, author and finisher, finisher of our cor- of our race." Oh yes, right, it does say that. <laughs> and uh, so there you go. We're it's all about looking to Jesus, and uh, we're going to be digging into some red letters today because that's how you look unto Jesus. You. You look at the red letters. That's the easiest way to hear the Lord. Amen. You know, a lot of times you, oh, I don't hear the Lord. Well, read the red letters, there and you'll you you'll hear them verbatim. Exactly. You know, and that's that's what's so awesome. You know, you'll read a text message, and you believe it's from you know whoever mm-hmm. sent it to you. Yeah. Well, let's read the letter. Yeah, exactly. And red believe letters, it's, it's from him. It's a text from Jesus. <laughs> that's exactly right. <laughs> that helped me at least grasp onto it. You know. And literally, what we're going to look at today, just we'll just see where Holy Spirit 
takes us and what we highlight in all this. But we're going to look at Revelation 2 or 3, one of those two chapters, starting in 2, obviously. But, you know, literally what's being given here are letters, letters to seven different churches. That's right. um, Letters that John... transcribed, you know, took down, and then was instructed by the Lord to send these churches, uh, send these letters, rather, to the churches. And so we're just going to kind of jump in there in Revelation chapter 2. And if you want to big in there, Sam, yeah. see where we go. The, the older I get, the more I read Revelation. I don't know <laughs> if that's like a sign of maturity or not. I don't know. But I enjoy it more and more. I just like seeing, <laughs> I just like seeing the risen Lord. Yeah, you know something raw about that. White like wool, his hair, his feet like. Yeah, we'll get there. That's in that's in this chapter. That's in two. This this is the one. Yeah, two verse eighteen. Author and finisher of our faith. I was. I recently did a podcast to the to the men. A shameless plug here for those who want to join. If you're a man, yeah. you can check out the. Marksman. It's on the same page. You just go scroll down the feed, and you'll find it. It's called Marksman. Marksman there. It's labeled right. clearly. It's for men who've aimed their lives at Christ likeness, and uh, you know, I was just talking in there about you know even Isaiah, yeah. you know, when he was caught up and saw the Lord. Um, man, it just there's just something about a revelation of That's the one cool. you're going to answer to that really grounds you. It really just it, it humbles you in the right kind of way, but it really I think positions your heart then to really begin walking out the full redemption of everything that Jesus you know. Uh, you're once thankful for, for what he's done. Amen. Man, it's just you realize, you know, I think that's there's a key in that. Mm-hmm. You know, when you realize there's one you're going to answer to. Yeah. Just having that always in your heart, mm-hmm. it keeps you from so much. You know, mm-hmm. as I mean, as a kid, I know that was something, you know, whether, you know, a lot of people say that's a, um, what do you call it? It's like a bad thing. Mm-hmm. Oh, you're scared of your parents. I wasn't scared of my parents. I just had a holy reverence for what my parents thought. Mm-hmm. You know, and were you guys right all the time? You can attest to that. I'm sure no. No. (laughs) You know, but at the same time, it doesn't change the fact that having that standard in Mm -hmm. my heart, that reverence in my heart, that there's an authority over me Mm -hmm. that I need to, that I'm accountable to in Mm -hmm. all areas of my life. Yeah. It grounds you and it keeps your morals centered. Yeah. It keeps your heart in the right place. And, uh, Every area. You know, I heard one time, this was a message I was listening to, and it was kind of along these lines. The minister was, he gave this example, kind of a funny example, but one that perhaps some people can relate to. But, you know, if you ever had any life BC, before Christ, yeah, kind of on the bar scene, you know, and, you know, a bar fight breaks out, you know, whatever. And and the, the minister was given the example that, you know, uh, people get away with what they can get away with. And, you know, you'll have this you'll have this dude that, you know, maybe he's, you know, kind of whooping up on his family. He's an angry man at home, but, you know, he goes to the bar and, and you know, if you get a big enough dude sitting next to him, all of a sudden he finds self-control. Yeah. I mean, all of a sudden just like, booyah. He, all of a sudden now he can watch his mouth. All of a sudden yeah. now he can control himself. Well, he, he gets away with what he can get away with. And, again, it's true. We need to realize that nobody's getting away with anything. You yeah. either answer now or you answer later. And if you answer, answer now, there's mercy. See, that's, that's the beauty. That's you answer boom, now or that's you answer the later. Gospel. Mm. 
it's it's a little late to, to own up and say. Well, it's like know. when Jesus was talking about. Well, send up the you know go send up. Yeah, Luke sixteen. Yeah, I mean Jesus is he's talking about a wealthy man that you know passed away and the beggar. Here, why don't we? Can we go there? Yeah, we can quick. go there. The red letters too. The other red letters. We so, go there too. We'll go there. That applies. Luke sixteen. <laughs> <laughs> These are some fun red letters too. This is still part of. His text That's to right. us, yeah. But in Luke sixteen, the whole Bible, the, the whole well, the Bible, Bible translates it itself. It says the whole text. thing's good. But what's happening in Luke sixteen is really um, the Jesus, rich man. Jesus is wrapping up a trilogy of stories that he told about prodigals. The first was a a prodigal son, a wait, you know, son, and prodigal just means a foolish waster. Foolish Someone waster. who's not where they belong. So yeah. you got out of a, place. Out of place. So you got a son. He tells a story about the prodigal son. Then he talks about a steward who, of course, wasted you know his manager or his his owner's uh, wealth and what have you, and he had to answer for That's it. That's awkward. So uh, then there's so there's the prodigal <laughs> spent steward. Everyone else's money. <laughs> exactly. He was real generous with everyone else's money. Okay. And then the final story is this prodigal wealthy man. In other words, a man who wasted his life. This is in verse nineteen. Verse Verse 19 of 16, Luke 16. 19. There was a rich man. There you go. Why don't you go ahead and read it? I'll read it here. There was a rich man who was clothed in purple and fine linen and fear, excuse me, and fared stupendously every day. Sumptuously. That's, that's wow. Wowzer. Big that's, words. That's huge. Mine splits between the two. You ever have that happen? Mm-hmm. Or it's like the paragraph, it splits. It's uh-huh. like halfway through the word, there's a hyphen. <laughs> Sometimes it helps me not sound it out. Anyway, what's the word? Sup- sumptuously. Sumptuously. Excuse me. I thought it said stupendously, but it, there's not. They both a, work. Yeah, sumptu- a lot. Exactly. He lives very good. He's well off. Verse 20. There was also a beggar named Lazarus covered with sores who had been placed at his gate. So that right there, this guy's the same town. Mm-hmm. He was, you know, he's the, you know, you could say some of you guys, I don't know if you guys, I mean, I live in a city, but you go by the same street, mm-hmm. same highway overpass, mm-hmm. and there's a beggar there. There he was. Every always, day. He was always there every day. Desiring to eat the crumbs that fell from the rich man's table. There you go. Moreover, the dogs came and licked his sores. Now mm-hmm. that, that's rough. That's rough. That's rough. Verse 22, it came to pass that the beggar died and was carried by the angels to Abraham's presence. Mm-hmm. And the rich man also died and was buried in Hades. Ooh, being in torment. Golly, he lifted up his eyes and he saw Abraham from the distance and Lazarus in his presence. So he cried out, Father Abraham, have mercy on me and send Lazarus to dip the tip of his finger in water and cool my tongue. For now, I'm tormented in this flame. Why are we talking about this? We, the reason we came to Luke 16 was we made the comment, you know, nobody gets away with anything. Nobody gets away Either with you anything. answer now. Or you answer later. Or you answer later. And if you answer now, there's an opportunity for mercy. <laughs> now, this man chose the later. Yeah, he didn't quite. He's answering later. <laughs> and there's no mercy in that place. Exactly. And, so, so and this is a story Jesus tells yeah. us. So Jesus so Hades is a real place. Hell. He's telling Hades, Hades, hell. It's a real place. That's right. Land of the dead is real. So it goes, being in torment, he lifted up his eyes again. He saw his presence. So he cried, dipped the tongue, torment in this flame. Verse 25. But Abraham said, Son, remember that in your lifetime received your good things in Lazarus like manner evil things? But now he is comforted and you are tormented. Hmm. Zinger. Zinger. 26, and besides all this, between us and you, there's a great gulf so that those who would pass from here to you cannot, so that those from there pass to us. So there's this, there's this distance between mm-hmm. them. There's this gulf between them. 
verse so he's again he's saying i can't come 27 he said then i pray you father to send him to my father's house mm-hmm. for i have five brothers to testify to them lest they also come into this place of torment so there he, now man. he switches my family Whew. you know if, if he can't come to me well maybe he can go to them yeah. he's he's caring about his family exactly. maybe for the first time in his in life. long time he's really realizing the consequences of his choices the consequences to to never show mercy to that beggar. Never. Um, and yeah. again, this this is a story Jesus is telling. And, and again, it's in a trilogy of stories about being a prodigal in your heart. Yeah. You know, a prodigal is just not a, a somebody who knew the Lord, walked away, and then comes back. That certainly applies. But that really limits what Jesus is teaching here mm-hmm. in these this trilogy of, of prodigals, you know, whether it's the son, whether it's the steward, or whether it's this wealthy man. But this wealthy man wasted what the Lord had blessed him with. And again, it's not that you got to be everybody's savior and help all the poor and all the world, but you do have to have your heart soft. You have to have That's your heart exactly willing right. to be touched with the, the infirmities of others. And for whatever reason, he hardened himself to it. And like Jesus is telling the story and, and Abraham speaking, you know, and, and again, so you understand the context here. This is before Jesus raised from the dead. Jesus yeah. is telling the story. He hasn't died yet. He hasn't resurrected yet. Because one thing that happens through the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus is he goes to this place he's describing. And the Bible says he led captivity captive. So he went through the, the region of the dead, and he brought forth out of Abraham's bosom all those who were of God and of faith. And then, of course, then the rest were left in, in hell. Exactly. But this was... This is what this is referring to. This is a very real place. And you don't hear a lot of talk about hell. And and again, it's not about trying to scare people. Yeah. But it is about realizing we are answerable for all of our choices. Otherwise, mercy has no real impact. That's exactly right. Mercy doesn't carry the weight or the, the weight of goodness, yeah. the weight of kindness that it has if we don't understand that God is a just God. And it breeds entitlement. Yes. You know, when there's mercy Hello. without no consequence, it breeds mm-hmm. entitlement. Yeah. And if you never understand the consequence of your actions, you know, it's like sometimes, you know, we've had discussions as a family, you know, it's like sometimes looking back, mm-hmm. I am thankful that the ways that I was disciplined as a child, mm-hmm. you know, if, if it wasn't for some of those stern conversations we mm-hmm. had, I mean, some of the, I mean, it wasn't comfy in the moment. Don't get me wrong. Right. I was not like happy, like no. sweet. I got to get disciplined sweet. right now. Like, yeah, <laughs> I wasn't like jumping for joy in that. But, but looking back, I am thankful because it establishes in your heart a line. Mm-hmm. It establishes a compass, if you will, you know, mm-hmm. what's north. Yeah. It establishes the morals of life. Why do you do this? Why do you not do this? Is that kind? Is that not kind? Is that mm-hmm. selfish? Is that loving? Those things are so important to keep our lives, again, because comfort. Yeah. The thing he addresses here says you were comforted in your life. Yeah. In other words, comfort can become a distraction and a cheap substitute for lack of morals. Yeah, exactly. So you can comfort anything. You can have the worst morals ever, but you got enough money. Of course, you can, you can cover it. You can pay someone off. Mm-hmm. Well, it doesn't mean your morals are right. <laughs> exactly. But you paid them off, so it, it's covered up. I mean, there's, exactly. there's things you can comfort yourself. And, you know, you like to always talk about Solomon and the book of Ecclesiastes. Yeah. Another great example there. 
that, you know, you read the book of Ecclesiastes, here's a man who had the wealth, the power, the influence, the stature to do anything he wanted, buy yeah. anything he wanted, go anywhere he wanted, and he did it. In fact, one scripture literally says, I restrained nothing from my flesh. I did everything I wanted to do. I bought everything I wanted to buy, built everything I wanted to build. And at the very end of it, you can read it, the very last three or four verses of Ecclesiastes, yeah. he says, what is the whole duty of man? Realize you're going to answer to God. Everything's going to be brought to light, both good and evil. So, hey, do what he said. <laughs> that's, that's it. That's my paraphrase. But that's <laughs> that's you it. Know, that's the summation Just of a fear man. God. In other words, reverence, yep. the fact that you're going to answer, fear God, yep. and then keep his commands. Just do what he says. And he says nothing's going to be hidden. <laughs> Nothing. Everything's that's coming to light. Yeah. The good things will get rewarded that people think, oh, well, they never got rewarded. You know, Or if no one ever saw, I mean, they'll get rewarded. That's right. And Handsomely. Then Je- and then Jesus even said, the Father who sees you in secret will reward you openly. Come so on. I mean, there's, there's things to understand. And then even in Peter, it talks about, you know, well, it seems like some would count time, you know, God's taking a real long time to judge those people. Mm-hmm. Well, it's because he's seeking mercy. Yeah. They yeah. still got time. So as long as they got time, let's let them have an opportunity because otherwise, again, no one's getting away with nothing. Nobody's getting away with nothing. So if if anything, our hearts should be moved with compassion that, Amen. man, give them one more shot. Yeah. Give them, give them another chance because, man, if not, eternity. Because, because now there's mercy. Now on there's this mercy. Side, on this side of the door called death or the veil yeah. you know, of death. Um, and it's a very thin veil. It's just a small little step over into eternity as we speak. Yeah. And no one's promised tomorrow, not a one of us. And that's not a fear tactic. That's reality. Mm-hmm. But here's the reality. We can be prepared for that, and we can live every day like we're talking about, holding our hearts answerable to the fact that nothing is a secret. Um, not only is no behavior a secret, no act a secret, no thought is a secret. This is the beauty of what That's Hebrews true. 4 says, that everything is naked and open in Hebrews 4 around verse 16. The Bible says everything is naked and open. In other words, it's uncovered. It, nothing's veiled to the Lord. Every thought, every action, every motive of the heart mm-hmm. is open. In other words, we're answerable to God for everything we do, everything we say, but even more close, everything we think, everything we mean, our motives, our thoughts, and and again, yeah, because you not... can even you can fake people with your words, but what you mean in your heart, mm-hmm. yeah, could be completely the opposite. You might completely fool them. They might have think they got a compliment, and man, on the inside, if 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 thoughts could kill, <laughs> you know, sometimes you you have hostile <laughs> thoughts towards people. And, yeah, and again, here's the beauty. Mm. This is the beauty of, of what we're talking about. Is these things are there's for, for forgiveness now there's mercy now there's grace now and it's yeah. it's good to have this conversation now because <laughs> later the conversation is going to look a whole lot different it's going to be a lot different it's going to be a lot more brief <laughs> but uh, see i'm happy because i know what side i'm on yeah exactly and I'm, see that's and that's another thing too that i think a lot of times especially in the western culture uh-huh. having a side Sometimes it's like frowned upon. Yeah. You know, oh, you stand with them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I stand in truth and in light. It's just, it is what it is. I'm not, yeah. you know, I'm not, I'm not here trying just to be, this is my group, my clique. That's, mm-hmm. that's anti what Jesus said. But at the same time, by virtue of being in the light. Yeah. It divides you. Yeah. It, it puts very, you on a side. It puts you on a side. Whether you want to be on one or not, it puts you in light. Mm-hmm. It puts you in, in truth. And being there is a good thing. Yeah. It breeds security. 
Yeah. It builds confidence. It, yeah. it encourages joy. Being in the place with the Father and with Jesus, you know, I can be happy that I'm I'm with him. Yeah. And you, you know, bring this into family mission, the reason we're having this conversation is because this is the culture you want to have in your home. We we want people to we want our children to know if we're parents. We want our families to know as we grow up. Maybe you got older children, you know, in upper grades, you know, junior high, high school. Maybe you got a college student still living at home. Uh, maybe your children are grown; they have their own families now, and you see them maybe less often. Whatever the family dynamic you have, you still want to have a good, healthy family culture. Yeah. And really, at the base of that is the fear of the Lord. is, And that just means I'm going to answer for everything. Mm-hmm. And so because the blood of Jesus is available, because Jesus died on the cross, there's mercy available. Absolutely. So holding ourselves answerable the gospel. is not a crushing thing. No, it just it, makes the gospel make sense. It, and it makes it much more good news. <laughs> it makes it much more good news. <laughs> it makes it much more good Otherwise, news. it's just news. Yeah, otherwise, it's, like, oh, it's cool. just entitlement. Oh, the yeah, Lord's cool. good. God's good. Yeah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Yeah, cool. I get a new car. Like, no, but like when you realize mm. I'm going to be accountable but thou yeah the blood of jesus has cleansed me oh man this is great news great this is great news (laughs) and it just without even trying it pushes you to a place or draws you to the place where you just want to please the lord that's right you don't want to you don't want to cross over in your thoughts or motives let alone behavior words into a place where you know you're hurting people yeah um, you're touching them wrong with your words your thoughts your actions yourself but again, back to verse 27 of Luke 16, remember, he was he was concerned about his family. He said, I beg you, therefore, Father, referring to Father Abraham, uh, that you would send him to my father's house. I have five brothers. I want him. He's talking about Lazarus. That's yeah. what we're, Lazarus, this beggar who's now comforted in Abraham's presence. He said, please send him to my father's house. I have five brothers. I don't want them to come to this place of torment. Abraham said to him, they have Moses and they have the prophets. Now that's, you know, they have the Mosaic law and everything Moses wrote, first five books of the Bible. They have all the prophets, major, minor prophets, what we call the Old Testament. Yeah. They got the Old Testament, let them hear them. He said, no, Father Abraham, but if one would go to them from the dead, they will repent. This Jesus telling the story, boy, you can imagine. But he said to them, if they do not hear Moses and they do not hear the prophets, neither will they be persuaded, though one rise from the dead. That's what I'm saying. That's him. That's huge. (laughs) So So Jesus is elevating the law, the Old Testament, and how it can influence our heart in a right way. It actually makes sense. I need a savior. I, yeah. I Booyah. mean, the law has got me locked up in my sin, my habits. It eliminates my, entitlement. Exactly. It kills entitlement to the core and because then your heart is mm-hmm. humble. And then the Bible says God gives grace to the humble. Amen. And this is so powerful, this section here. It gives and they will not answer. And I just That to me blows, you know, no matter what <laughs> miracles. I mean, how many... If we're going to be real, I mean, how many in the last year mm-hmm. miracles have been recorded? Yeah. I, I know of a few of them that, I mean, even have hit my Facebook timeline. Mm-hmm. But how many people still remember those? Can you remember off the top of your head? Wow. I remember seeing a lot of them. I couldn't tell you all of them, though, personally right now. Mm-hmm. 
I mean, even I've I've even been there. I mean, I've I know in my life I've notably seen miracles. I've seen legs grow out. I've mm-hmm. seen people's ears that were deaf come open mm-hmm. and services and things. I've been I've been there, watched it Amen. in the same room. Yeah, and witnessed yet it. witnessed it, and yet how much more of an impact did that have? Was that the big thing mm-hmm. that? Boom. It was the thing that got my foot in the door. Yeah. But after that, it was the relationship with Jesus, the mm-hmm. Holy Spirit wooing me, the scripture coming alive, yeah, my the, intimacy the law with God. holding you accountable. That's to every what choice, built every up decision. more in my life. Because then, then when the miracle, it's like, oh, that's awesome. Yeah. You know, and, and I think that that's important here. That's what he's saying. Mm hmm. Let me give you another scripture, Isaiah fifty-seven fifteen. Yeah, right along these lines. This is as we kind of work towards a happy landing. Happy here. landing. A happy I, landing. I hear the tower giving us clearance. You know, we can. We're like three for three on that. We say that a lot. I know it's so much fun though. Towers coming <laughs> and clearing a land. Daniel, Daniel. Uh, he knows all the lingo. He does. Dan watched. Uh, what was it? He got into like planes and stuff and he like he learned like delta bravo like like all like the lingo like the <laughs> control tower uses you know the winds the, the angle of the like speed the uh-huh. you know, airport all that stuff if you're a pilot i probably butcher it's probably not just like you know three letters and like mm-hmm. whatever the delta what's that what's that called well they use the they speech. use those letters to reference the letters on the plane yeah like you know if it's afd it'd be alpha delta blah 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 yeah. so it's it's re- every plane has like a tag on it you know like yeah you, and come game. down landing at this slope or what i mean they got yeah. all the dan knows all that so i think it's kind of funny. if dan was here he'd be able <laughs> to tell headings. you headings yeah the head yeah he'd be able to You're tell you all the clearing heading how many souls on board? How many souls on board? I love that. That's huge. Souls on board. All right, we're getting distracted. Okay. All right. Isaiah fifty-seven fifteen <laughs> coming in for a landing. <laughs> Thus says the high and lofty one. I love that. Thus says the high and lofty one, the one who inhabits eternity. Bam. <laughs> whose name is holy. I dwell in the high and the holy place. His name is perfect. I know it. With him, now notice, I dwell in the high and holy place. My name is holy. I inhabit eternity. I'm the holy, high and lofty one. But notice he's not alone. I'm with him who has a contrite and a humble spirit. Mm. I'm there to revive the spirit of the humble and to revive <laughs> the heart of the contrite ones. Now this this is this is so good. This is beautiful. Listen to this in the uh, amplified. If I can, you read that, and then Luke seventeen has a beautiful chunk in it too. That lines right up with that. So here's what here's what it says in the amplified, and it ties into what we said. Thus says the high. The, the lofty one, he who inhabits eternity, whose name is holy. I dwell in the high and the holy place, but with him also who is of a thoroughly penitent, that means repentant, and humble spirit, mm. to revive the spirit of the humble, to revive the heart of the thoroughly penitent. In other words, repentant. One, it says this, who has bru- who's been bruised with sorrow for sin. Mm. Now think about where Jesus said in the beat, blessed are the sorrowful, or blessed are the, what does it say, for they will be comforted, blessed are the the weaker, the sorrow, that they will be comforted. That right there. Right there. Bruised with sorrow for sin. The comfort is you're going to be revived, you're going to get to be in his presence. There's hope. But if you feel entitled, like you've done nothing wrong and you deserve everything you got, and I'm a self-made man, I I built this company, I, I, you know, I earned all this. 
you're just going to be stiff armed by the Lord because <laughs> you, have, you have no I breath. I just got like an NFL line, like where it's like coming, like bam, <laughs> helmet to the dirt. We wouldn't even have breath to get up and go to work if God wasn't giving us our breath. That's true. And giving you wouldn't us have a life. body. We wouldn't have. I mean, so Man, what's your Luke seventeen verse? That's so got? good. Well, I think that that applies that. Because that same attitude mm-hmm. is what Jesus, again, red letters. Mm-hmm. We never got to the Revelation red that's letters, okay. but that's okay, because well, these are red in, letters, we got too. red letters today. 17 says this. He's talking to the disciples. He's talking about uh, offenses that come. Um, but he says this. This is where he talks about the millstone being tied around your neck mm-hmm. and thrown. All right, that's Yikes. reference. But then you continue right after it. Verse 3, it says this. Like, I don't know why this this is, like, tied into it. Mm-hmm. It says, take heed to yourselves or focus on yourselves. If your brother sins against you, rebuke him. And if he repents, forgive him. Mm-hmm. All right. That right there is a very simple back and forth. Straightforward. It's not like if he repents, you maybe hold on to it for a week and then you give him the silent treatment and then you finally maybe let him back into your life. After you told three people how After you t- sorry he is. And you posted on Facebook, unnamed person, man, you'd never believe what people do to you. <laughs> All right. That's not what he said. He said, if he said sorry, forgive him. Mm-hmm. I was let it go. <laughs> <laughs> Let it go. Take heed to yourselves again. This is important. If he sins against you seven times in a day, mm. and seven times in a day turns to you and says, I repent, you must. You must forgive him. Forgive him. It's not, you know, maybe mm-hmm. you must. Yeah. Why? Because that's how God treats us. Yeah. He talks about Thank the repentant heart. Goodness, he is so it might good. be the same thing. Yeah. I mean, can you imagine, you know, someone, it's like someone punching you in the face full force. Yeah. Boom. Oh, I'm so sorry. Why? Well, right there, you got to forgive him. Again, boom. Oh, I'm so sorry. All right. Boom. I mean, you should get there seven times. Yeah. You must. But see, you can hear that and you can be upset about that thinking, that's just not right. That's just not just. And then when we hit a string of stupid, <laughs> no. we want mercy. Exactly. That's like, we want mercy. mercy. And, we're, and that's why some people have a hard time mm-hmm. really embracing the mercy of God because they really live in such a judgmental way. Oh, that's true. But if you have a merciful heart, your heart's going to be more inclined to receive the mercy when you do. And so we just, we just want to pray with you today. If, if you know, throughout this conversation, different things just touched your heart, poked your heart, encouraged your heart, challenged your heart, stretched it, whatever. And especially that last bit especially about that mercy. Last little bit about mercy. You know, we, we try to keep this light and keep, you know, conversation light, but we know we're dealing with some very sobering realities. Hell's pretty sobering. That's true. You know, answering for everything Eternity done in secret. Eternity is sober. Pretty sobering. <laughs> but get yeah. on the joy side. Exactly. Be Just happy. The confess, good, there's repent, good news. Own up to it. Say, yes, I did it. Yes, I, I, I hurt them. I, I misspoke. I gossiped. You know, I... Make I, it right with the person. Exactly. That's so powerful. I mean, it's never too late to say I'm sorry. That's right. Even if they don't receive your apology... You can still clear your heart. That's a, and that's very important between you and the Lord. Then I did. I went and I apologized. Amen. Sincerely, just knowing that we all going to answer. And so, with that, let's just pray with you. Let's just encourage you here today, Father. That's right. I just lift up all of our listeners today, and and Sam and I, we we lift all of our lives before you, and we're we're thankful. That we have the light of truth, Thank the light you, of Jesus. your word to show us. We're gonna we're gonna answer for everything. We're gonna answer to you. And on this side, 
we're thankful that there's mercy available and there's grace available. Mm. And so we just extend your mercy towards everyone under the sound of our voice that through the blood of Jesus, through the shed blood of Jesus, there's mercy available. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to to forgive forgive us and to cleanse us us from all unrighteousness. unrighteousness. 1 John 1, 9, in Jesus' Jesus name. name. Amen. Well, thank you guys for joining us again today for the... The conversation, yep. the, the powwow. Red letter edition. Red letter edition. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that'll be our title. Red, red letter, letter edition. edition. This is also, you know, again, this is this is this is the stuff that just uh it's what penetrates the heart. It's what mm-hmm. produces change. Amen. It's what produces life. So if you want to get in contact with us in any way, um, again, the easiest way to do that is to go to our website, Spellman mm-hmm. Ministries. Dot org that is s p e l l m a n ministries dot org there's information about us um there's resources on there available for you guys mm-hmm. wonderful who i am in christ scriptures you go to the resources tab you start tapping there's prayer for healing there's all kinds of things that we have available for free mm-hmm. you can just click on um ways to support the ministry you can go on there as well also um if you're listening to whatever podcast platform is on apple podcast or google podcast or spotify leave a review if you can mm-hmm. you know those things help the podcasts to grow yeah leaving reviews leaving comments those things it, it helps it or Podbean, same thing those things help it to just it, it gets it out to more people where more people can hear mm-hmm. again the good news of the, the gospel of Jesus of Christ. Gospel. Amen. Amen. So, with all that wonderful stuff being said, we want to just leave you guys with the blessing, the blessing because the Lord loves you. Amen. He cares for you. He's That's merciful. Right. He's a good God. That's so right. may the Lord bless, bless you. you. May, may He keep you. you. May, may He make, make His face to shine upon you and, and lift up His countenance upon you and give you peace. You.